everybody, we're back with part two of our interview with Mike Del Mundo, the world's greatest. So, if you're only just joining us for part two, then that's great. Stick around, make yourself at home, help yourself to whatever you like. But if you did want to listen to part one, then we're available on indeed this platform and all your favorite podcasting locations. We've got a Twitter, we've got an Instagram. The end of the school pod, follow, share, like, subscribe. But the best thing you can do for us, and please, please do, I feel like it's the mirror of expectation for joining us on this voyage of discovery, and that is tell somebody, tell somebody you're down with the M-Pod. That sounds all right, doesn't it? Diggity downtown with the M-Pod. Well, that made it sound shit. So, anyway, I'm going to hand you back over to Tim, regular old co-host Matt, and Mike Del Mundo, enjoy! that I've noticed more and more, especially in the last, say, um, five to ten years. But, um, and again, comics was kind of ahead of the game with this, with people being able to work remotely and that kind of being the day-to-day existence. But it's opened it up internationally. Like, there's a lot of, a lot more sort of Southeast Asians, a lot more South American, um, European, European guys all getting all getting the opportunity to whereas before it was kind of like who can walk to the office to get the interview mm. yeah yeah man it's uh yeah yeah marvel's pretty proactive in like finding artists like per mm. like um, face to face as well right like that's how i was yeah. that's how i got a job um i, I had to credit cb sabolsky like the, i was the, about the, to say that. like the editor-in-chief right now but at the time it was like the talent coordinator just looking for talent and he's such a he has such a great eye in town he's discovered so many people right including me mm-hmm. um and those guys are all we're going to each convention and just finding new new talent and traveling to europe traveling to asia mm-hmm. so they're getting a lot of the talent as well you know what i mean like so um i have to credit marvel's um they're pretty proactive in looking for talent face to face it was almost a near miss with you, wasn't it? As well, that you had your abound portfolio, that, and the, was the was the table almost closing, and you just about got in with the last two minutes of the day. Like, yeah, you're right. I had a, a hardcover, like a nicely done hardcover. Yeah. I guess at the time, like people were showing their work through, um, you know, like your regular portfolio, big black mm-hmm. portfolio things, which is everyone should be showing their portfolios but i was just like i guess coming from like at the time i was working um in design like i was working in design and advertising and we were creating books like that like we were printing yeah. magazines we're printing hardbound books so i was just in the zone of that's how i'm gonna present my work right so yeah. 
when I did that, I think I might have like fooled them into like into the art. The art was okay. I, I think the art was okay, but th- yeah. that's that's the magic of CV Sobolski. I think he just has a great eye in seeing, even if it's something that's like almost there, he could see there's so much potential in yeah. whoever, you know, whoever he's looking at. So that story is so cool though. I put myself in your position and I and I thought to myself that I would never like I would never have such confidence to go forward and just say, hey, you need to look at this for two minutes. I, I probably just would have walked away. I thought it was like very, the confidence you displayed was like pretty cool. I wasn't that confident. I was kind of still a little shy about it. Well, I imagine you going right up and being like, check this shit out. <laughs> um, it was just, it was kind of a eureka moment, I guess. When I saw the lineup, I was like, well, because they were, they were, they do kind of a review on art and then they pick the artists that they want to uh, review portfolios. Yeah. So obviously, like, I didn't show my art to get reviewed. So yeah, I guess I, in a way, got cheated in that sense. But I think it was Friday night and they were doing the review and I was just kind of like, I'm not part of this. So I'm just going to, maybe I'll try tomorrow. So then mm-hmm. I went back to the booth. I'm like looking at my book. And I was telling my my wife at the time um, was my my girlfriend now my wife anyway <laughs> <laughs> they're, both, they're both the same I messed that up but she was like oh like I was like yeah I saw like this the lineup and I'll, I'll do it tomorrow <laughs> she kind of looked at me she's like are you sure she's like are you sure she's like let me just look and I'm like I think that's what kind of was like. Yeah, okay, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> like that was like the last week moment. She kind of was like, Are you sure? Kind of gave me this look. And I'm like, it was kind of like this look like you went all you went through all this just to make this book the show mm. ends. Like, you know what I mean? Like this was this is a moment that you you made this book to get a job, basically. So mm. I grabbed the book and I just I went to the lineup and by the time I got back to the line, there was there's like maybe a, one or two people left. And then I just I remember seeing the editors and, you know, they just looked, they, they looked exhausted, man. They looked like they've gone through a lot of looking through art. Mm. And yeah, so I was, uh, once I got there, I was just like, I had the book. <laughs> like, I just need two minutes of your time. And maybe it's the book. Maybe it was like, they were just like, what's in there? You know what I mean? It's, it's not <laughs> yeah. like that regular portfolio, uh, you know. It's not that regular portfolio with art. It's like it's it's a hardbound book, and I'm like, they're probably like, oh, okay, I'm interested to see what's in there. You know what I mean? So, anyways, to all you artists, man, make something that they get curious about to look inside, at least to get them to look at it. It's got to be easier though, right? As well, isn't it? It's got to be easier flicking through a, a a book. It's just a lot more accessible than like a a massive like zipped in portfolio where you've got to deal with would, what would the portfolios be and would they be like a2 um, a1 size yeah i wouldn't say it, it was easier i i would think it's the same process of flipping through it right, right? okay it's just yeah like it's i think having something done professionally does something it definitely triggers yeah, yeah. an interest i wouldn't say you should do it but like if i have the means to do it i'm gonna do it right like find any way you can to up the ante to get to get a gig you know yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's quite funny. Conversely, I had a call because I've been, um, I'm a structural engineer and I've been working for myself for, I don't know, five, six, maybe seven, eight years now. I've lost count. And I occasionally get recruiters calling me up to say, oh, do you want to go back to work? And some days they catch me when I, I don't want to be doing what I'm doing. So I'll have a conversation with them. So they were like, well, we've got this client. They're looking for this, that and the other. Can you send us your CV? I haven't got a CV anymore and I don't want to write one, but I've got a website. Why don't you take a look at my website? Like, it's a CV, but it's immediately accessible online. Me forgetting that I'm in one of the most traditional dead man's shoes industries I could possibly be in. (laughs) I I didn't hear back from them. I was like, literally, everything you need is just on a website. I thought I was being clever. I was not being clever. I was being obnoxious and arrogant. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no artists. Time, oh, you got to go. Yeah. Nice talking, Mike. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Great talk to you soon. Time yeah. to go to ballet. Thank you, guys. All right. Cheers, man. Hey. With the, with the graphic design you did, that was uh, uh, college level, wasn't it? The yeah. Quality, yeah. I, I can see, actually, how that's... I mean, again, here's me telling you about <laughs> about what what you do, but starting off with that is giving you like a, a different sort of POV to what most artists would do, especially the covers, the run that you did on Carnage, were almost like individual movie posters that would have stood on the side of a bus of, you know, on a billboard. They're not just creatively drawn, like they're creative ideas. When you look at the Mystique photocopier cover, that's not just being good at um, being able to draw. That's actually being good with ideas. That was possibly influenced by by the start with graphic design. Like that was what I wanted to do from the start. Like when I got yeah. into the, that was if I got a gig doing covers. Naturally, that's just how I think, and I think that comes from when I was work. When I started working at Marvel, I was still working at um, a design studio. Um, oh, really. Yeah, and we did a lot of campaigns for Nike, just like the big companies. Yeah, um, Toronto. And all we did was like think conceptually. Like in my head, I was like, "This is the way I'm gonna. This is the way I'm going to. I'm gonna try to figure out to maneuver my way through doing mm. my covers." Because you know, I'm just starting to do covers. I don't think people really trusted what I was trying to do. But I think when X Men Legacy, after X Men Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. was just kind of like everybody was like, "All right, dude, just do you." You know, mm. I did this Punisher cover um, for actually Scotty Young's story, and I think that turned heads, which led me to getting the job for X Men Legacy, which I didn't know what what that all was about at the time. It was Daniel Ketchum that was editing that, and he was just like, "You need to do this book." Like I was like, "Yeah, but I'm getting married," and like, <laughs> "I'm getting married." In, like, <laughs> He's like, all right, we got to make this happen, though. And I'm so glad that, like, we figured something out because that book was like a blessing in disguise. Like, I did not know that what we were going to do with that book, but it became something that's exactly what I wanted to do. After that, man, it was good. Like, they just, that's what I like doing anyway. Yeah, so it's great that I was able to do that and Marvel gave me the ability to do that. With your style, do you think that, there was ever the potential to be pigeonholed into the weird world fantasy, the sort of ads guard fantasy. I actually thought it was a really good fit for Kang War in um, Mark Wade's Earth Mightiest Heroes. In actual fact, I think it was issue four was just like a poster book of double page splashes from start to finish. 
I just looked at it and said, this should be oversized, should be hardcover. Even if it's only like 10 pages, this is not 499s worth of art. Breathtaking issue. Thanks. Um, I don't. I never worried about being pigeonholed. I, I don't think I did enough to be pigeonholed. Like, we <laughs> only lasted like five issues with uh, Jason Aaron and then five issues mm. with Sam Humphrey. So, like, the pigeonhole thing, I never really worried about that. Like, I think I might have worried about if I did like a hundred issues of it and then it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the fantasy guide or whatever. But I mean, it's great because I was able to land a job with like Thor, which I think kind of that might have. Um, helped me get that right because of the whole fantasy kind of yeah. feel um but i did get a lot of i mean i read a lot of those comments of, like i didn't like him on avengers like it, his, his his style doesn't fit on avengers it, yeah it, i heard a lot of that but i love yeah. him on weird world man it fits so well on weird world and i'm just like that's yeah, all good but like, do you know maybe- what that is that's that's people bitch piss and moaning on the internet that don't read comics they just yeah. like moaning about comics if they actually read them, I think it was the end of issue four. I don't know whether it was a metaphysical or a physical wall. And you've got all the different areas of Avengers just next to each other. That was just amazing. So it's not only that they didn't actually look at what you did with the art, but they didn't inspect what the story was asking of you as well. When they first go through time, you completely switch your style as well. It's a lot more um, like solid, not quite as progressive and blended. It really did piss me off at the time. And I mean, thanks for uh, thanks for looking out for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I argued with a lot of people. I used to. I, I wasn't. I wasn't like a problem on Twitter or anything. But um, uh, I, we're, I, we're... <laughs> I, I really appreciate, like, dude. I, I appreciate it, man, because I. I I took this interview because for the most part, I know you enough, like, especially on Twitter, I'm just like, man, this guy, he knows what he's talking about. You know what I mean? And I respect yeah. that you have an open mind for, for art. And like, I was like, dude, like this guy's this, you know, is always looking out. So that's why I took this interview, man. Like, I don't, oh, that's I don't really good. Thank you. I'm just like, oh man, this dude's like, this dude's uh, just appreciate the love, you know? When did you like start to really, like, have you always been into comics? Like, or was there a kind of like a, a gap and then you really went into it? I think you mentioned like all new, all different. Yeah. yeah. Me and Tim are quite similar, actually. I used to have um, a standing order of about four or five that my dad used to pick up for me once a month. And it would be like Punisher, Ghost Rider, God knows what else. Then obviously with the, with the Marvel films, um, uh, when I saw the first Avengers, it just absolutely blew my mind. And then I got all my old long boxes out and I took them out of the long boxes and put them on shelves. And then I started looking at what I had and going, oh, God, I remember that one. I always think that, like, if you... Well, it's not for everybody, but, like, if, if you came back into comics after a while and just start immersing yourself... Like you're open, you're more open to different languages, right? You're not like married to like like a certain style or look, and then you can't yeah, get yeah. over that look. Yeah. So that's why I that's why I asked because I was like, probably it's easier to kind of um, be open to like new new types of art. Like it's mm. all new. To you. It's not yeah, something yeah, yeah. like especially. I get a lot of that. I get a lot of like um, I don't really like this guy's work. It works better here, it works better there. But I, I realized that a lot of it is language. And if you're used to a certain language, 
yeah. it takes a while for you to learn that language and appreciate it. And I found that too. Like a year <laughs> later, I'll be like, I never liked this guy's work, but I like, kind of like it now. And then I'm like, well, wait till you see my new work. <laughs> you gotta learn the next language, you know what I mean? So, it's interesting in that sense, like yeah. styles and like what people are like just can't get over. And I'm I'm guilty of that as well. Yeah, well that's if, why you look, yeah. if you look at the way that um now this is absolute heresy to say, but it's not like I don't rate Jim Lee, but I just think that even when he was doing like the New 52 era, um, the start of Justice League. It's Justice League, isn't it? Yeah, it's Justice League. Yeah, yeah, yeah Justice League. He still draws the exact same way that Jim Lee would have drawn when he was doing X-Men. With that, it serves the purpose, how you perfectly describe, that people know what they're getting. Stylistically, it's always there. But I don't feel like going through that digital age that it's evolved at all compared to like the people I've I spoke about previously. I mean I love the like the O'Tills like yourself that Huddleston is killing it on that type of work too. Like the quorum with Rickman. It's crazy, man. Have you checked that? Which one's that, sorry? Uh check out Decorum if um with uh Jonathan Hickman and uh Mike Huddleston. My 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 homies over at Three Worlds Three Moves. <laughs> you gotta check it out. If you're into like the oh yeah 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 just yeah, that yeah. kind of like yeah man like just just that open style of just doing whatever you want to do yeah 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 <laughs> right the last thing I want to speak to you uh, about Mike and I'm really uh, grateful for your time uh, and it's just interesting I'm always interested to find out like people actually in the industry now what they think about now the one guy that seems to just I'll be honest with you. I just wish you'd keep his fucking mouth shut for, for one month, and that's Rob Liefeld. Now, I know you are a specific fan of Liefeld, yeah. but I mean, I won't get you to comment on anything specific, but he's always saying comics are over. There hasn't been any good comics since I was doing it. And as somebody that's actively working in the industry today, to hear somebody that you looked up to say these things about the state of the comics that you're actually producing in part, like that's got to... That, the people like yourself have got, they, you can't not hear that, can you? Uh, I think I've heard it once in a while, but I, to be honest, dude, I've been like, I don't, um, I'm not up to date with like all the craziness in comics. I get some of it. I don't know. Like I, I tend to forgive people like Rob Liefeld saying it because he's Rob Liefeld man like you know what I mean and no I don't I, it doesn't really phase me I'm just like well people yeah, have an yeah. opinion that's not going to stop me from um praising the art mm. that I grew up with as a kid like yeah, yeah, yeah. Youngblood was like Youngblood was just childhood you know what I mean yeah 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 I think I'd only be pissed off about it if like if it was true you know yeah. like if, if it's something that that bothered me like oh shoot that maybe it is over but i'm not mm -hmm. in that zone no matter what even if comics is over yeah. or if it's it it's dying in a certain part of the industry like it's never going to be over dude we all we all love comics i love making comics so yeah. i'm going to continue making comics even if half the people stop reading it like that's yeah, just yeah. always going to be in me to to create like when i yep. go out and i walk my dog for 20 minutes i'm in my head i'm like constantly like conjuring up like different scenarios and stories that I want to do in my head. I've got like, you know, I have 10 full out 
stories that I'm working out, right? Mm. Who knows when it's going to, if it's ever going to come out. But yeah, yeah. comics dies, you know what I mean? Not not for me. Like, I got I got these yeah. in my head. I got, like, 10 years, 15 years worth of things that I'm going to drop. Yeah. So, I, I don't, like, the whole, I don't really know what he said or what the whole, the, the talk about the industry is, but that's just, I guess, my thing. Like, it's... Yeah. Is there like a big talk about that right now? Like- yeah, it's not. It's not just now. It's been the last. It's increasing in expedience, like in the last two years. Like, what's it's the been, explanation? Like, it's like it, 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 I think it's mind. it's somebody that is very talented in staying in the news cycle. Like nobody's ever going to forget who he is. I think it's a shame for one because when you look at, especially after. C.B. Sabolski and Fresh Start. We've had one of the the conclusions to one of the greatest ever Thor runs. We've had one of the greatest ever Hulk runs. We've had one of the greatest Venom runs. For me, what Matthew Rosenberg did with The Punisher is up there with Garth Ennis's work. And it's just sad to me that I think it goes back to what we were speaking about previously. That if he was to read the comics and he allowed himself to enjoy them, I think he'd see that not only in reputational collateral, that is financial collateral as well. Like comics as an industry pushed through a billion for the first time. Hard copy media, every borders is gone. Blockbuster's gone. Like hard copy media is dead. Comics is the only thing. I know, because, Yeah, it's, well, yeah. It's actually funny. Did you know last year was the first year that vinyl outsold digital media? Yeah, man. Vinyl and comics, eh? That's crazy. We like we're bringing it back, man. Bringing it back to hip hop and comics, the same things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Black well, um, politics, right? That's what it is. Like, uh, mm. should, yeah, it's probably like the whole collector's world. And, mm. and I think also, like, yeah, man. Like the people that have the money to buy books and vinyl are people. At, the age that we're at like we have that yeah. you know that income to be able to do that yeah, yeah. and we still we, we're just living out our childhood and i can't do digital either because i don't know it just doesn't it just it's just not the same i mean i can't say much because like that's what we're doing with three <laughs> yeah. but but i mean we are giving out like the print versions, right? Like for yeah, subscribers. Yeah. So we're offering the print versions. Print print's always gonna last mm. forever because I don't know, it just feels good to look at a book. And I, I think also like I've been noticed even with myself, like I was reading digitally on Comixology and you know the Marvel Unlimited app and stuff like that. And I think I got tired of it. Like I got tired of of reading digitally. Like I, I when then I started reading books and I'm like, oh this is still something that you should be doing. It's almost like the art form of comics requires the print form because yeah. we're creating like page to page turning, right? Like you're creating yeah, a yeah. panel that would like move you to the next page and then you got your splash pages. And I, I think splash pages really only works with like, with yeah, comics. Definitely so. Yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah. You got that feel, man. Like, I mean, maybe not. I mean, everything's glossy paper now, but when I feel like the nice matte paper it feels like good the Vertigo ones, like yeah. the Vert- the old Vertigo titles, don't they? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a you know that's tangible stuff that that works for comics altogether. So like that's what you miss out visually. Yeah. The smell. It's like vinyl. You know what I mean? Same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like I also when I look at things I'm like there's gonna be a lot of people that are into the books because of the movies you know yeah, yeah. like um and the popularity of the movies there's I mean, gonna... that was me that's what brought me back yeah but you became a hardcore fan right so like that's, that's <laughs> you have people that are like yeah I love the movies man like oh I, I'm gonna start buying books just to learn more about this and that and then it never happens right they get lazy and they're just like I'm just gonna enjoy it uh through through the movies right do, do you know the problem with that though Mike is again going back to comic shops being intimidating they play my my local pub where I go a couple of times a week there was a young girl there she couldn't she must have still been a teenager she must have been and she says oh like how do you know which ones to read because I went into Forbidden Planet and I walked around there for an hour felt really confused and walked out again well here's the thing forget about all the single issues on the walls what you need to do is just find individual story arcs that you can probably get on Amazon to start with test the water see who you like and I, I did a list of a bunch of stuff. Weird World was on there, obviously. <laughs> yeah, just... Amazing to hear that that book is. I haven't heard. I've, it's not the first time I've heard it. I've heard people say, "Oh yeah, Weird World's got is is what got me back into comics." I'm like, that's kind of cool, man. You know what I mean? Like, or like even younger audiences, right? They're like, mm. "Man, I, I I wasn't really into comics, but then Weird World got me into comics." I'm like, that's fucking cool. Like, that's a new, at least knowing that a new generation is getting uh, yeah. into the world, right? Because you. It's, yeah. it's rare, I would say. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you look at the people that were at Marvel at that time, not staff writers, but that was Sam Humphreys who... Did he go and do Flash? Did he go and do Flash afterwards at DC? So, yeah, Sam's awesome. And then, I love that book that we did together. Uh, Tom King. was did vision at that time he went on to do batman uh, tom taylor um tom taylor tom taylor is he doing batman is he doing a batman is he on detective now or is he doing i know he did injustice and then joshua williams Production Matt, aka hey, looking to be the Edison Matt, because I got that wrong as wrong can be, and I knew it when I was saying it at the time, but I was under pressure, alright? So here's me correcting myself. Sam Humphreys did Green Lantern, Tom King did Batman, Tom Taylor did Injustice, DC Stand Nightwing, and Joshua Williamson did The Flash. So now you can all stop sniggering at me. We can resume our regular programming. Enjoy. All four of those guys were at Marvel at that time. It's just crazy to think of like what the Marvel roster could be. But there's just not enough titles at Marvel to, to maintain that amount of staff. And I wouldn't think. And then what happens is, is you end up getting things like Weird World cancelled after six issues there was the plan was to be six issues oh was it really yeah, yeah like for what we did me and jason i think i might be wrong but i think it was already planned for like a six issue thing 
the Sam Humphreys one, I think that was supposed to go a little longer. Oh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's the one I mean. Yeah, the yeah, Sam Humphreys one is the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, we ended that pretty abrupt. Yeah, it and, was, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Which was a that, real shame. A real that shame. Was, that, was a, that was a gem, man. Like, we were putting things that I'm like, oh, we're getting away with this for Marvel. Like, it was different. Mm. Like, whatever was yeah. happening at the time, what me and Sam were doing was just different. Like, we were just putting in, like, all sorts of cool, like, references that actually made sense within the story. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it was so cool, man. Like, I don't think I'd be able to do something like that and and have it make sense within, like, narrative. Um, I mean, it so had... That, just, that was just amazing. That worked out so well. It had everything, though. It had, like, tragedy, levity. Emotional responses and a lot of creative things that I wanted to put in there. There was a lot of everything, man. Like, it was a very emotional book, but it was also very fun. Mm. And even, like, just times where, like, Galetta, you know, is, is, is jumping in here, leaping, ready to, like, make a, make a blast. And then I'm just, like, telling Sam, like, this is going to work so well if we put in, like, the lyrics to, like, Buster's, like, first scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just this one part. You know what I mean? Just a boom. And I'm like, if we can get away with this, this can be gold. So we did that. <laughs> Stuff like that's awesome, man. Like, being able to do that, being able to get away with it. So that book is a gem to me, man. No matter what. Even when we talk about being with my art and how I get better at it and it's hard to look back at my old art. That weird world, no matter what, is always going to be special just because of the stuff that we were able to do with it. Um, Have you found it with uh, uh, – it's quite funny. When I was speaking to Jerry Duggan uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, he kept on calling him Jonathan. And I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm going to be comfortable saying that. So we're going to do it like Mr. Hickman, like it's a teacher. <laughs> that's, that's all I can do. So with Mr. Hickman, like how – because he plans like crazy, doesn't he? Like storyboards. It's like a crazy person wall with all the strings and the diagrams and, and yeah, everything's awesome. planned out ad nauseum. It's, it's awesome. Like there's – for ours, I, you've seen it, like whatever he's posted on um, the Three Worlds Three the Substack site. You, you, you see the diagrams coming already. Mm. So it's very planned out. The families are planned out. Um, who's what, um, what ethnicity they are, what color they are. So for me and Huddleston, like, it helps us a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Not, not too many questions. We just kind of go at it. Um, it's not planned out to the point that, like, we don't have that freedom. Like, we have... That's what I was going to ask. ...in everything that we do. You know what I mean? And we're telling the story together. So it's planned out, but it's also like we're definitely the cool thing about it is like our concepts give out ideas, give out ideas to maybe um, adding to the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what's cool about it. Um, it's kind of like real weird world. Like the, the mm. process of it all is, is really fun. Um, I have nothing bad to say about what we're doing right now, man. This is like probably the best thing that could ever happen. Mm. Just working on things that we love, what we own. Um, and it's a different process because I, me and Mike are creating the world. And then yes. when we start doing the, our own pages, it's like, wow, like <laughs> we could do whatever we want on these things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We can edit to our heart's content, or you know what I mean, as well. It's like, oh, I don't know if I really want to do it this way. It, we're just going to do it the way we want to do it. So it's yeah. great. I'm a kind of let's wait and see with the subsex situation. I'll probably wait till it comes out in hard copy. 
well, the one big hesitation for me is I don't know what I'd be getting. And that's not specifically per creative, yeah. but like what is what is the entice what is the enticement above just simply waiting for the trade? It's another expenditure as well. Like when you think about maintaining Marvel uh, or the Indies comicsology or Amazon Reads or something, like I've still yeah. got to choose which creatives I, I want to invest in. And yeah. it's easy. It's an easy choice to make when it's Mike Del Mundo and Jonathan Hickman. Like that's the easy choice to make. I mean, I don't want to say any other creative specifically because that's just mean and it would just be an arbitrary selection. I'd always be a little bit more... I am a lot more wary of the ones that aren't Jonathan Hickman and Mike Del Mundo because there's no guarantees on the ongoing series that are already available. The level of quality, not everybody can be Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm kind of, I'd have to be paying for it before I know what I'm getting. Well, I mean, for, for us, like, we just actually put out kind of like a list. So it's a lot easier to, like, understand what you would be getting within the yeah, yeah. subscription. I know people, a lot of people were a bit confused before. But now, like, you know, it was a learning process because we kind of just jumped into this mm. and we really had to, like, figure it out. And now, like, the ball's rolling and, yeah, we just put out um, kind of like your three steps of your subscription. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. What you'd be getting and stuff like that, like, what you get the most out of here. It, and it's also a different um, way at looking at reading comics, right? This is brand new to everybody. This is, like, you're trying to educate people into like subscribing into us to read comics because you're going to see the process. Like our main thing is like, you're looking into how this is being built. Right. And yeah. a lot of people wanted, they just wanted to see comics. Mm. Right. And I think it's just like something that has to grow on time and people have to understand what they're getting into. Cause this is brand new. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time people were like, yeah, just, just give me the comics. I just want to read it. I don't want, I don't care about all the stuff that goes into it, but maybe in a year or two, that becomes the language and people yeah, yeah. will get into the other side of things. A lot of people also don't want to be spoiled by the story. Right. But just like music, man, like, you know, even looking into like what Kanye West does, you know, he brings you into like the process of things. And at first you're kind of like, well, you know, I, I'd rather hear the song first and then see the process after. But yeah, yeah. you know, like it, it gives you an immersive feel into, and I think it's just something you have to experience and get used to it just becomes a new language that you learn but yeah in terms of like what we're doing like when you come in and you subscribe like you get you get to see me do live draws <laughs> <laughs> um conversations with like other writers like uh Hick, you know hickman did a combo with you know Mor morrison and graham morrison and brian vaughn and we're just continuing to do that as That's well cool. you don't you don't get to see that a lot like our two writers just going at it no. talking talking comics and then we do like those um watching parties like when we yeah. watch like movies and we kind of comment oh, that'd be cool. that stuff is fun man i think it's more like we're trying to create a community yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. In, just come in and we'll talk and we we welcome everybody's comments and this and that and we actually what's cool about it too is like we actually look at these comments and there's a lot of great ideas that come from uh from the readers so we look at those comments and I'm just like, hey, these these guys got a good thing going here. And then we have like kind of like mm -hmm. a page where we talk and we're just like, we should we should look into this or we should look into that. So it betters everybody. So it's cool. It's like it's it's mainly when you subscribe, if you go and you just subscribe like the monthly thing, at least yeah. you get to participate in um, commenting and into the 
fold of things. And um, maybe it's something that you just, that people just have to really get used to because this is brand new. I remember when we first started, everyone's just like, I don't know what we're doing. (laughs) Like all the readers are like, I, 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 even people that I was talking to, they're just like, I don't, I still don't understand. But I think we're going to go like people are getting taught and educated in how this works. So yeah, man. Um, But in the end, man, people wanted, uh, like a lot of people wanted the print. And that was always in mind. So mm. certain subscribers, like if you're a founder tier or, or an annual tier, you're going to get, you're going to get like yeah. hard copies of this stuff. And I, and me and, you know, we all, all of us are going to want to see our stuff in hard copies. Yeah. As well, so. I'd imagine for Substack at the moment, it's kind of like Amazon spending in context, like Game of Thrones was each episode ramped up to about five to 10 million in the last series. The Marvel shows are 25 million, but Amazon's Lord of the Rings show is going to cost 55 million an episode. Mind blowing. That's an actual film. So the thing with Amazon, and of course I apologize if this is abundantly obvious, but it's not specifically for you. It's if anyone's still listening now. (laughs) So, um, for Amazon, they can spend what they want because as soon as you've got that, you stop going to your local shop to buy a ruler, a hammer, a shirt, a CD, anything. So they can spend as much as they want on the shows knowing that that traps people into using them for everything else. So I'm not using that as uh, an accurate analogy, but I think with Substack, my outside looking in is this year is almost like a lost leader, gets Substack on the map, gets all the big names in, and then the second year is going to be the one where where I think we'll see how sustainable it is. For sure, for sure. It's constant growth. Um, I'm, I'm pretty faithful that like it's just going to get better. Yeah. For sure. you know, especially all the new creators that are coming into the fold. Mm. and kind of like this whole theme that we have like there's a lot of creators now ready to go at and i think for the most part we're all just we all just want to make comics man so (laughs) um whoever's in on it we're good that's what like our main focus is now or my main focus too is uh this whole substack thing just making comics it's funny man like it's not hard to please artists all you have to do is like put their name there and then it's all great (laughs) so to, to piss off an artist you have to really think or not just an artist, just to piss off a creative. It takes a mm. lot. They don't ask for much. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Hawkeye uh, opening, yeah, the intro and the outro. That was like um, David Aha's artwork, wasn't it, from the Fraction one? That's so iconic, but yeah. to not even credit him on that. You didn't get credit? Um, no, you didn't get credit, no. That was like, that was super fun, man. Um, uh, thanks a lot for for being a part. Pretty in-depth, pretty in-depth. Maybe I should do yeah. more uh, podcasts in the morning time. <laughs> <laughs> fully awake. I'm like, this is different. This is like, this, is, this feels different. I'm actually fully awake and ready to go, and all my energy is still here. Most well, of the good. stuff on the podcast happens, so I'm, I'm, I'm still good. But like, sometimes it's just like, oh man, like I'm just not on, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it was great, man. I. I yeah, I enjoy talking about everything. That, I almost reached three hours. That's I was like, that is ah, crazy. Two hours, three hours. Yeah. What's the weather like in England? It's been all right, like seasonably quite cold. Is it um, always like kind of like always the same weather throughout the whole year. Oh God, or, no! It is because we're in Ireland and we um, we have the. Oh, you're in Ireland. No, we are in Ireland. We well, are Ireland. in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Great Britain. So. Yeah. 
because we have the Gulf Stream coming down, which makes us because we're on the same level as like Norway and Finland, so we should be Baltic the whole the whole year round. I've been to I want to I want to go for a longer time, but I went to uh, the UK when we were traveling for b boying so we did a big uh, we traveled there for the UK Championships. Like you guys had a big a uh, pretty big okay like in Europe, man. Like the competitions in Europe are huge, like. like Stadium huge, right? So I forgot where we did it. We were, it was in Brixton, um, Brixton Academy. I don't know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Big stadium, dude. But yeah, we got there, and it's I'm a big I'm venue. Just, yeah, yeah, man. I'm just ignorant, dude. Like I like I came like um, you know, I'm just an ignorant North American. Just came in here, and I'm like, oh, this place. <laughs> freaking awesome like all these cobblestones like oh there's no, there's no high building it's like like it was like i i like fell in love in like two days dude like mm. i fell in love right away but i was like i want to live here and yeah. i think it's because it was just so different man i was just like oh there's so much cool shops you know like back then you know i mean even now like i remember us going to carhartt and being like fuck man you can get like <laughs> they were just you guys were so ahead of things mm. over here we like our car hurt is like you had to go to a workshop and find like workmen oh, really? yeah like they weren't like you like the europe in the uk car heart was like it was like fashionable wear right so like, yeah 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 art garments and like did what they did with it over here it's carhartt like the only car we had available was like your, you know, worksman stuff. That's crazy. So like, it wasn't like these cool, like winter jackets that are like style, stylized winter yeah. jackets. So like we bought up Carhartt when we got there and I was just like, so st- that was, that was like, but then you had like endless amounts of like, especially for B-Boy, the endless amounts of Adidas originals stuff yeah, yeah, right yeah 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 we're into all that i, like, I want to live here man like it's like <laughs> shops is like it's just like a quaint place like piccadilly circus was like fucking awesome yeah, stuff like yeah. that um but we were only there for like one day of like touring so we did it really quick yeah. and i just remember like being like why is there like why is there umbrellas everywhere like why is everyone trying to <laughs> like, and then it just starts pouring like out of nowhere it's like super sunny yeah and all like of a sudden that. it starts pouring and you're just like oh shit i gotta get them it's so, so funny because i we had well i still have um relatives in new jersey but the kids now they're older like one of them's in texas one of them's in new york one of them is possibly in florida and but I used to go over and have the the, the opposite experience because obviously the NBA it was like peak Jordan in the uh, mid nineties. I used yeah. to love basketball, which basically didn't exist here at all, unless you stayed up till like one o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night, and then you get like rough like a magazine program of it, um, and then just like all the all the like sportswear and that like you stuff like Georgetown Hoyers and things like that. Yeah. Which I don't even know if relevant is today. Oh, LA oh, yeah. Raiders, like all this, starter, all those starter gear and shit. Yeah, man, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's crazy. But it was just exactly the same experience, but the other way around. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like I have uh, relatives in um, the um, in the Netherlands, and when they come here, they're just there's reaction is a bit different. They're like, this place is humongous. I'm like, but well, we live in like a small town, and like in Toronto like it's like the suburbs yeah. they're like 
when you come to the Netherlands, man, it's like we we live in a tiny place. You can walk our neighborhood, uh, Den Haag and like Rotterdam, really. It's, I didn't realize how small it was, right? I guess it's going somewhere different becomes somewhere where you want to live because it's just like all it's all new and it's you know yeah novelty right you know what's funny i love what what i love the most about the uk was like staying in a whole the hotels and hotels i'm sure if i explained it to you you'd be like that's like a shitty hotel (laughs) (laughs) i think i know what's coming uh, no, it was just not like a hotel that like I expected. I was like, you know, when you go to a hotel, you expect to go in. It's like a big building. You go take an yeah. elevator to the, to the whatever floor you have to get to, and there's your room. This hotel, like they housed all the b boys in, basically, was like a freaking like dorm. Like it, it just felt like it, it's hard to explain. It was like I, I don't want to sound like ignorant, but it, I, like watching Harry Potter, I was just like, <laughs> and then, like the. The, the hotel that they stayed in before they went to school. I'm like that's we stayed in something like that. It's fucking cool. There's like a cool restaurant at the bottom, and then everyone just <laughs> had their own rooms all around the, the spot. But we were all all able to take the stairs and go into each other's rooms. Like it, it didn't feel like a hotel hotel where it's like you were just stayed in that room. Like there's window yeah, yeah. and like the privacy. There wasn't much privacy, which was great for like b boys. But it just yeah. felt quaint, man. And I'm like, this is awesome, man. Like, probably for you guys, it was just like whatever. You know what I mean? But like, oh well, my um, my grandparents. Uh, I I grew up with my grandparents in North Wales, and it's yeah. like these um, like large Victorian terraced hotels all around the seafront, and they're all like painted like one's pink, one's yellow, one's blue, yeah. but like really light colours, not like bright colours. And I know exactly what you mean. It's like heavily heavily patterned floors that won't show the spilt drinks and the cigarettes and then there'll be like a dark yeah. brown banister that sort of winds all the way up and round around yeah. again and then you'll just have these white doors and look i'd look over this the, the the railing and i could see you know our homies at the other room and I'd be like yo what up let's you know what I mean? like, <laughs> it was just different man it was different man and i i was like we were only there for one day and then we we did our b-boy thing so it was two nights one day Mm. um but yeah i'd love to like get back to it but that's crazy because i didn't know anything about england man like i I was the most ignorant person which is funny because we're from canada and like yeah most of the time you i would i could say that if i was an american i'd I'd be like yeah that's normal but like (laughs) being canadian like we kind of pride ourselves in kind of being open-minded and stuff yeah 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 yeah. i went there i'm less like i didn't know shit (laughs) They're like, yo, there's the Big Ben. I'm like, the Big Ben? What, 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 what? You know, like, what? I learned it all there, you know? Yeah. That's the only way you learn, though, isn't it? Like, nobody, yeah. my granddad used to be an absolute shitbag for it. I'd be like, oh, could you show me how I need to do this with my car? He goes, oh, how, how to my bloke at your age not know how to da 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 da? And I'd be like, well, because I've never experienced the problem before and cars don't generally break down anymore. Like when you were my age, all cars lasted about three weeks before they were completely fucked and you, and you had to know. And the only reason that you knew how to do it is because you asked somebody and they showed you. <laughs> you didn't inherently have that knowledge. So how's yeah. about you cut me some slack, get out there and fix my fucking car? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's a funny thing too, because like, even crossing the road, man, holy 
crap. <laughs> Our cars go the other way, right? Oh man, we have to get used to that too. You're like, yeah, what are you doing? Roundabouts are the worst though, because just being on the opposite side of the road, you can kind of deal with. But when you get to a roundabout and going, um, so we'd go, uh, yeah, so we'd be going clockwise around it, but on the continent, we have to go anti-clockwise around it. That's crazy. You know what freaked me out the most was um, when we landed at the airport, there's tons of like militants like holding guns, like, oh, really? like huge machine guns, right? Like pointed this way. Not Where militants, not militants, but a, you know, official authority like cops or whatever well, at in the, the airport. In England or in the Netherlands? In England. Just walking around, I'm like, what? And then I guess the people explained to us, I guess it was like, you know, it's pretty terrorist and stuff like that. Like, I Yeah, guess yeah. Would, that's that's what sprang to mind because we don't have armed yeah. police at all unless it's on high alert for, for a terrorist attack. So like the week or so afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because we were just like, what, is this like an everyday thing? And then, and then I just, yeah, and then we took like, we took the, uh, what do you call it? Um, the tube. The tube, that's it, the tube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we go in there and I'm just seeing signs like if you see a bag, like call, mm. like if you see a bag on its own. And at that time, bro, like Canada didn't have any of that. Yeah. So I'm just like, holy shit, like, it's just like an everyday thing. Like, it made me kind of like panic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in the 80s, in the 80s, it was very much a part of life. I mean, not that I can remember because I was a small child because of the IRA. And then yeah. obviously in the last 20 years for different for different reasons. Yeah, crazy, man. It's, it's just a lot of cool, like not cool, but like a lot of different things. We saw people getting like arrested for pickpocketing and I'm like, how did they find that? And I was like, yo, there's cameras everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm there's like, cameras everywhere. Oh, you know, like, is that like we don't have that here either? I mean, it's yeah, getting more yeah. like that, but it's like I remember when we went there. That was like two thousand and four, I believe. Yeah, two thousand, two thousand one or two thousand four. There's cameras everywhere. I'm like, oh shit, that's crazy, man. You guys got a great place to live, man. I, I want to visit again. I definitely want to. Wait, you're more than welcome, pal. More than welcome. I'd have you a, a drop of a hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Uh, anytime, hit me up whenever you guys want to do it again. Brilliant. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. And all right, dude, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, thank you and goodbye. All right, bro. Take care. And that only leaves me with one thing to say. We have been, and this is the end. <laughs>